Every leader has problems. Increasing your leadership intensity won't fix them in a healthy way. You need an increase of clarity. From starting businesses, leading multiple nonprofit organizations, both large and small, and a full family life, Dr. Chris McAllister learned how to shift his thinking to thrive. He will help you order your internal world so you can lead your external world. Welcome to the Site Shift Lead Podcast with Chris McAllister. Have you ever had one of those situations where if you would have stopped and learned something that took five minutes, And it was a problem that you haven't experienced yet, but if you would have learned something for five minutes, it would have saved you hours at some point in the future or days or weeks or a lot of money, who knows, if you could have just got your arms around the reality that you'll need this information in the future. Uh, I told a story earlier in the podcast about having to change a flat tire a few years ago after not having changed one for over a decade. If you would have tried to catch me the day before... Uh, and if you heard that episode, you know I had all these issues happen. I bent a jack and just a bunch of problems. Um, if you would have tried to catch me the day before that happened and said, hey, Chris, take three minutes. Let me rehearse changing a flat tire with you. I probably would have said, oh, I don't have time. I got to go. Um, however, if I would have invested that three minutes the next day, it would have been a game changer for me. So in the spirit of that, I want to talk about what it means to go through a crisis, uh, an organizational crisis. And a little bit of a reality check is that you're going to face these in some way. And you may not be in one right now, but if you've come through one, then it's going to be a lot easier for you to get your arms around this. And uh, if you haven't yet, check how true this is in the way that you see others handling a crisis. Now, a couple of comments to set this up to give it some context. One, I'm uh, I'm not afraid of interpersonal crisis. Um, in fact, I think sometimes what we're doing with Site Shift is trying to increase the load someone feels on who they are so that we can see where the weakness of the form is and where there's buckling points so that we can strengthen those. I'm also not totally uh, opposed to what you have to sometimes do as an organizational leader, introduce some crisis or constraints that, that foster innovation, uh, not in a way that messes with people or, or tricks them around emotionally, but you are trying to move something forward, and sometimes that focused urgency helps with that. No, what I'm talking about today is the organizational crisis that comes out of nowhere. It's that left punch or hook you never saw coming. It's the gut punch you weren't ready for. And I'm so passionate about this content that I want to share with you. It's not my stuff. Now, I I read a lot out of curiosity and passion, and I have a weird qualification system that I use on if I even read a book, and then I have an involved system that I use to apply the knowledge out of it. And this book is not kind of typical fare uh, for maybe some of the stuff we're talking about with Site Shift Lead, but hang with me. Okay, let me explain myself. It's uh, a book that Jack Welch wrote called Winning, and I know you, a lot of you may have different feelings about massive corporate leadership and GE and all that stuff, very positive or very negative, depending on perspectives, but hang with me for a second. I don't even own the book anymore, but there was a chapter in the book that was so brilliant that I've used in facing organizational uh, crises that could have crippled the organization, that could have either not only shut down momentum, but actually even caused 
the organization to cease to exist and tainted my own personal leadership in a significant way. And so I've used these five things that he talks about in a crisis that are so brilliant numerous times. And I wanted to get this content into your hands. And again, I know a lot of times we're talking about ordering your internal world so that you can lead your external world. So we're focused a lot more on the internal. This feels more external, but you're going to see how it comes back around to the internal. So he talks about in chapter 10 of the book, Winning, five things to assume. And this is the information that I've kept from the book because it's, it's just great. Five things you must assume when you're in a crisis. He calls it from, oh God, no, to yes, we're fine. First is this, assume the problem is worse than it appears. So when you're an insecure leader, what you want to do is chase a fantasy and not take realistic action. And, and I'm going to give you his words for these five, but then I'm filling it in with my words because I want to take an angle on this of secure leadership and what that looks like. But when you're a secure leader, you're not having to talk yourself out of reality. Um, you get to slow down and actually say, what is happening here. And this is huge. I mean, it's not only for organizations. I mean, it is for your health. It's for your finances. It's for relationships that you value. It's for um, maybe client relationships that mean a lot to you. When when you have this left hook come out of nowhere, the first thing that you're going to do is you're going to assume the problem is worse than it appears. When you're secure and you allow yourself to do this, that you're not having to talk yourself out of something, well, it's not so bad because you need to make yourself feel better. You get to be prepared uh, to really bring the full weight of who you are, the full leadership horsepower, creative capacity that you can bring to the situation. So first, if you've got something sneaking up on you right now, assume it's worse than it appears. Uh, Every time that I've used this, when I see something coming uh, or something hits me out of nowhere, this has helped me not be delusional. Second, assume there are no secrets in the world and that everyone will eventually find out everything. What? Assume there are no secrets in the world and that everyone will eventually find out everything. This is the exact opposite, uh, you know, of what so many do because they're insecure. They focus on containment and they want to try to contain everything. Uh, Here in Columbus, uh, Ohio, we have a recent example of this with Jenny's ice cream. Uh, Rather than trying to contain, they leaned towards being open and safe and actually shut down everything uh, to no doubt the detriment of the bottom line. And it hurt them in the short term, but they benefit from it in the long term. Uh, The way that people rallied around them, the way that I've seen just love and generosity be extended to them. And what I'm saying to you right now is I know when you're in the moment that there's this thing that you feel on the inside that says the less that people know, the better. Especially in the internet world, there are no secrets and everyone will find out everything. And if you walk through it that way, uh, you're going to be a lot uh, more uh, just intelligent. I wanted to say cunning and strategic and savvy, and I mean those words, and those are great words to use, but it's with good motives. You're wanting to to protect and preserve in a healthy way the organization. You're wanting to preserve uh, the vision that you have, maybe the brand that you're building. Uh, maybe for you, it's a more personal situation. You're wanting to preserve a relationship. And I know that we think that preserving means protecting it from the drama of conflict. 
but it's the drama of conflict that's going to grow you and the organization and the relationship. But here's what happens. When you're secure, you're able to separate who you are from the problem. So you know you're not defined by the problem. And you get to then relax and tap into creativity on how you can take this crisis and use it to be honest and help people. And that's what I mean by being strategic. If you use it to be honest and help people, everything else will take care of itself. This isn't about being strategic to trick people. Right? So assume there are no secrets in the world. Everyone will find out everything. This shouldn't have to be stated, yet it's the exact opposite of what people do. And uh, they keep getting bit by it. And especially in the Internet age, we're talking about like the Streisand effect. If you know Barbara Streisand tried to scrub some stuff from the Internet, it just doesn't work. And that's going to multiply it. Third. Now these are – so when I do the number, this is Jack – Uh, Jack's wording. Third, assume you and your organization's handling of the crisis will be portrayed in the worst possible light. So assume, and I know it's dangerous to assume, but these are five powerful assumptions uh, that get you in a state uh, to not be sucker punched throughout the crisis. But assume you and your organization's handling of the crisis will be portrayed in the worst possible light. When you assume that, not in a negative, soured way, You're approaching it like, okay, not everybody's going to understand. We're going to do the best we can. We're going to move through this. And some people are not going to appreciate what we're doing. Some people are going to use this to kick us while we're down. And there are cynics who have buried and stifled their own creativity. And it's much easier for them just to tear people down than go build and make their own stuff. Um... And even though you're trying to handle it in an open and transparent and authentic way, uh, you know, I was using the Jenny's ice cream thing, you know, no doubt there are people that take this moment to take a shot at them uh, because it's going to make them feel better because of comparison and insecurity and fear. Insecurity and fear is causing all of the catalytic negative reactions. So a secure leader is going to say, okay, we're not going to be fully understood in the way that we walk through this. We'll even assume that we're going to Uh, be accused of handling this in in the worst possible way in the short term, right? But we're thinking for the long term, and we're thinking of what it means to care for people and be honest. Now, when I talk about uh, assuming there are no secrets and assuming your organization's handling of the crisis will be portrayed in the worst possible light, I'm not talking about uh, being stupid with everyone has to know everything, right? But everyone should know the pertinent facts and details of how you got to the decision, even if they don't make you or the organization look good. So you don't have to do this uh, vulnerable puke fest tell-all, but you do need to help people understand how you got to the decision you got to, even if they don't agree with it. Now, again, all this stuff after the I'm quoting Jack's point. It's just me riffing on this from walking through this and walking others through this. Um, But yeah, huge. Okay, fourth, assume there will be changes in processes and people. Almost no crisis ends without blood on the floor. And this is just uh, uh, hard and difficult and what it means to come on the other side of the crisis and get smarter and better and clearer. Um, so assume there's going to be changes in processes. 
that it's going to be different from this day. And it doesn't mean it's different because now we've been hurt and we're afraid and we have to constantly posture and cower in a way that causes us to not trust anyone. Although plenty of people and organizations react to crises that way. I'm not talking about that. I'm just talking about the fact that if you walk through this and you saw something as a weak place get manipulated, how can you change so that you can move the battle to your strengths. Maybe it wasn't a weak place that was manipulated. Maybe it was a place that somebody in the organization, somebody in your family, if it's a personal problem, actually took a situation and used something that was vulnerable to hurt another person. What's your responsibility to buttress, if you will, the systems and processes in a way that do not allow that to happen again? Now, you solve one problem and it's going to create... Uh, unintentionally other problems. You just do the best you can. Leadership is solving problems. You've got to be inspired to do that. All of us face enough every day that causes us to want to shut down and cower in the corner. That's why keep you got to keep going, which takes us to the fifth thing. Assume your organization will survive, ultimately stronger for what happened. Huge, right? You're going to make it. You're going to be okay, and you're going to be better for it. And if you can know this on the outset, uh, as this crisis starts to develop, uh, you can look at this with a persevering mindset. Again, you're not defined by what's happening. You're not defined by how you've even responded to it up to this point. You can change how you are responding and incorporate these other four assumptions that we've talked about. But know at the end of the day, you're here. That's what matters. Keep going. Keep showing up. There are, there are cynics and critics and internet trolls, no doubt, trying to take you down. And it's their own insecurity. And so we can explain their behavior without excusing it. And you can be free of trying to live for them or anyone else. Keep going. All right? So from oh God, no to yes, we're fine. These five assumptions, the problem is worse than it appears. There are no secrets in the world. Everyone will eventually find out everything. Assume you and your organization's handling of the crisis will be portrayed in the worst possible light. Assume there will be changes in processes and people. I didn't talk about the people one as much, but sometimes that happens too. You know, relationships change. Boundaries need to be established. Uh, Sometimes people have to be let go. Teams have to be shifted. Fifth, Assume your organization will survive, ultimately stronger for what happened. So there's some tips from Jack on crisis management, and that information is like gold. I've used it numerous times in myself uh, or with my own leadership, and, and I've helped others walk through situations just using that as a playbook. So hope it helps you, and uh, thanks for listening. Peace out. This has been The Sight Shift, lead podcast with Chris McAllister. Thank you for listening.